0: I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell, and this is Panther City Partners, my podcast. I'm a personal development coach helping people navigate life's transitions, and one of the transitions I help people navigate most often is the transition from high school to college and then college and beyond. And in that time, working with high school, with college students, I have um, developed quite a repertoire of study skill strategies. And so, this is the last part in my four part mini series on college study strategies. And today, we're going to kind of put it all together. Um, you can't just think of these skills as individual things. You have to be able to use them in conjunction with each other. And so, today, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, So I started this mini-series talking about the study cycle. Now, the study cycle is um, a very clear way for you to think about how to use your time and how to study. I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it, that we thrust college students into this completely different educational paradigm. So all through kindergarten through high school, through their senior year, most of the responsibility for learning is on the teacher. The teacher is constantly asking students, do you understand? If you don't understand, how can I explain it to you in a different way so that you do understand? What other resources can I provide you so that you will understand? Let me test you again to make sure you got it. And so the teacher, that, that paradigm of the teacher being in charge of learning is what students grow up with. Then... We expect students to be thrust into this completely new educational paradigm where they are in charge of their own learning. And a student has to say to themselves, oh, I didn't get that. Um, What am I going to do now? So not only are they in this completely different educational paradigm, they're also likely away from home, having to navigate new relationships. They're, they're around strangers. They have to make friends. They have to do their own laundry. They have to often cook their own meals and get themselves to and from school and in and out of bed and, and be responsible for all of life's stuff. Um but, they're also have, but the reason why they're there is this educational piece. And so when we thrust students into this brand new um, total life change, but then expect them to know immediately how to be in charge of their own learning and take responsibility for it, that often can create a lot of anxiety around the transition. And also it creates a lot of anxiety around their um, confidence as a student. Those kids do pretty well in high school if they're going on to college, um, especially if they're going to a larger university, because they had to get into college. So they had to have done something well in high school in order to get in. So it's fair to say that most of the students who go to college are pretty good students. They have figured out strategies that worked for them in high school. They were the smart kid in their class, or they were the hardworking kid in their class. And so they got to college, and now they feel like this should be easy. College is not easy. Um, when I was working at TCU as an academic advisor, I had a student one time come into my office and, um, she had not done well the previous semester. She was going to be she was on probation and we were having a conversation about what that looked like and what that meant and and what were some of the reasons why she might have not done so well in the previous semester. And she looked at me earnestly and said, "Nobody told me college would be hard." You know, you watch all these movies and college just looks like it's a lot of fun, but it's hard. I did not laugh at her because I understood what she was saying. It's easy to laugh at that statement. Nobody told me college would be hard, so I'm here to tell you, college is hard. Okay? Um, I recently listened to another podcast that I really like called Freakonomics, and on there they had the behavioral economist Thayer, and he said he he does a lot in that area of like nudging people to make good choices, and he he likes to say that that people aren't dumb, the world is hard. And so I want to translate that that quote into college. College students aren't dumb. College is hard. And if you go into college thinking that it's going to be easy or that the strategies that you used in high school to study or to live your life are going to um, be all that you need, you're not going to do very well because college is hard. And so hopefully the strategies that that I've talked about in, in this series, but then the strategies for just life transition in general that I've talked about on the podcast will help students see that college is hard and that they can get through it by using these strategies. So the study cycle is one of those strategies that a student can use, where they preview the material before they go to class by looking at the notes they took last time or looking at the notes that the professor has provided via like a PowerPoint presentation or something again, attend class and take notes while you're there. Review those notes immediately or as soon as possible after class so you can clear up any misconceptions or clarify anything that you have questions about and fill in the blanks that you may have missed and then reviewing daily to help you learn the information, okay? So that's where you take the information that you learned in class and you apply it in new, in different ways. And You need to have a good time management strategy in order to get all that done. That's another one of those transitions where a student is not in charge of their own time in high school. They um, have to be at school at a certain time, they get out at a certain time, their classes are all scheduled, but not only are their classes all scheduled, but often uh, there's extracurricular activities that are already scheduled for them. Um, oftentimes their parents are in charge of those extra, extracurricular activities and getting them there, getting them home from there, making sure they've done their homework. So now we've thrust students into a completely different educational paradigm, and we also are expecting them to manage their own time. And they've never had to do that before. So using those different tools that I talked about of a daily time management worksheet where it has hour by hour listed out what you spaces for you to fill in, filling in first the information that is required of you and that is set in stone and it's going to be there every single day and then see where the the available time is so that you can go back and fill it in with things like studying for your classes and reflecting and learning the information that you need, Um, where you're going to work, when you're going to commute, when you're going to spend time with friends and family, when you're going to spend time doing nothing because you all need to have downtime too. That time management worksheet can really help you see what time is available to fill in all of those different things of your life. You want to use that in conjunction with your semester at a glance calendar where you take all of your syllabi from every single class for a semester and you write down all of the important deadlines and due dates and test dates so you can see the whole semester on one sheet of paper. Remember, this is starting to get at that idea that college is a big picture place in addition to a smaller details place. So you've got the small details on this big picture calendar that helps you see the semester as a whole rather than as individual different days. It's kind of like studying. You want to see the content as a whole rather than just as individual terms. So you've used the study cycle. You have Created um, your time management worksheet. You have used your semester at a glance page to find out when all the due dates are. Now you're gonna use your weekly to do page or you're gonna use this in your your planner where you look at what is due and then you write what you need to do to get everything done by the deadline. We talked about note taking and how it's important to take notes in class, but it's really important to do something with those notes afterwards so that you can start to apply the concepts that you're learning in class to the bigger picture of the larger theme of the class or the larger overall concept of the class. But you can start to make those individual connections with the material you're learning day by day to see how it fits into like the big puzzle of the whole semester. Same with textbook reading. You want to preview that textbook before you get before you read it. Create questions with headings and subheadings or um, annotate your book. You don't want the textbook to be like a novel where you want to be surprised at the end. You want to know what's coming at the end of each chapter by reading the conclusion or the summary of the chapter before you read the whole chapter. Today, as we start talking about putting all those pieces together, one of the things to consider is setting goals for yourself. Those goals can be large goals that last over the course of several years, like getting your degree and the major that you choose. And they can be smaller goals of like a semester at a time, but you can even break goals down into even shorter time periods of daily goals or weekly or um, monthly type goals. So when we think about goals, it's important to think about them in terms of these smart goals, which means that they are specific, they are measurable, they are attainable, they're realistic, and they're timely. So a goal that somebody wants to sometimes has is, I want to study more, or I want to read more, or I want to do better in school those aren't really very specific. So if the goal is to study more, you want to be specific about that. You want to say something like, I want to study for two hours a day, or I want to study one hour a day per class during the five days of the week. So you want to be have a clearly defined specific goal. The next, you want to make it measurable. So as I said that you want to measure that, am I getting there? Am I doing it five days in a row every week? So it's specific because it's an hour a day and it's measurable because I can see over the course of a week or five days that I am hitting my targets, okay? You want to make sure it's attainable. You know, I mean, everybody wants to have a 4.0, but that's not always attainable. Everybody wants to study all the time. But that's not even healthy or realistic. So, making sure that your goal is attainable, studying for an hour a day per class, if you're taking five classes, is five hours a day. Saying that you want to study five hours a day per class, that would be 25 hours, okay? So, think about making sure that it's attainable. Yes. Do you want to set challenging goals? Absolutely. You do want to challenge yourself, but if you constantly have goals that are are completely without outside of your reach, you're not going to reach those goals and therefore you're going to get discouraged and disgruntled. So you want to have those goals at a place where you're stretching just a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. It's a stretch to study for five hours on a Friday. (laughs) Because most students, after their last class on Friday, they're like, weekend, I'm done. Even if they actually have things that they need to be working on. So a stretch goal is important, but making sure that it's attainable is more important because you want to have some success with your goals. You want to make sure that your goals are realistic or relevant or results-oriented. Those all kind of have to do the same thing. Instead of saying... um, I want to have If your goals are about doing doing well in college, you want to make sure that they're relevant to the task at hand. So, instead of just saying a goal, setting a random goal like I want to have fun this semester. Yeah, that's great. You should definitely have fun, but is that going to help you get to your overall goal of graduating from college? So, figure out a way to make it relevant to what you're doing right now. So, if you If you want to make a B in a certain class that you're prepared for the next class that you can then graduate, that's a relevant goal to the task at hand. I want to have more fun is also a a good goal. And it's important to remember that in college, you should not just spend all of your time studying. There should be a goal of of having fun, of increasing your engagement, but you want to make sure it's relevant to, I want to have more fun with my roommates or I want to build these relationships so that I'm more comfortable here at school or that I want to be here. So the goal should have that relevancy of what's the fun supposed to do? Is it supposed to make it so you feel this is more like a community that you want to be here? Or is the fun just for no apparent reason? You want to make sure that it's relevant. So you want to make sure your goals are also timely. This is all in that smart um, anagram, not anagram. um, Yeah, acrostic. Um, You want to make sure that your goals are timely. So um, I want to do better in school is not, doesn't give you a very good time frame. So you want to think about, um, I want to complete my degree in four years or I want to complete my degree in five and a half years, whatever it looks like for you. There's an end point, I guess, is the main thing to think about with timeliness is that you will know that you have reached the goal at some point. You want to accomplish these goals so they have to have a deadline. They have to have a time associated with them so that you will know that you have reached those goals. Yes, we all have those big lofty goals of being a good person or of contributing to society or contributing to our communities in some way. And those goals are excellent to have, but how will you know you've done that? That's what the timely piece is about. Once you've set your goals, you also want to maintain this idea of being flexible. That's one of the strategies that I talked about from the very beginning with transitions is set goals, have boundaries, and be flexible. So if somebody comes to you and says um, let's go do this fun thing right now, I'm not saying you can't go do that fun thing right now. I'm just saying if you want to think about it in terms of your goals, either it's going to help you reach your goals or since you have have used all of the strategies that we've, that we've talked about thus far, um, you know that you can go do this fun thing and then you can get right back into studying and and accomplishing your academic goals. Um, some goals, some deadlines are rigid and you don't have control over them. You know, like deadlines for when a test is, is going to take place or when um, the drop deadline for dropping classes or when a term paper is due or the end of the semester You, as an individual student, have no control over those kinds of deadlines. Those are rigid deadlines. You might need to be flexible in how you get to that goal and how you reach that goal of completing the entire semester or being prepared for a test or um, finishing a paper. So, the rigidity and the flexibility you have control over some of those things sometimes, but it's important for you to recognize what you do have control over. You have control over when you start your paper. You have control over how much time you spend on your paper. You can be flexible maybe with your topic. You can be flexible with um, how often you work on it. You can't always be flexible. The rigid um, deadline is, is probably set by somebody else. So just being aware of what you do have control over and can be flexible with and what are rigid deadlines or are rigid goals, that awareness is really gonna help, um, help, you trans- help you through this transition and help you with setting your goals. There are outcome goals, which are the big goals of like what we hope to achieve. A college degree is a big outcome goal. Um, And then there are little goals like I talked about before that are process goals. How am I going to get to that big outcome goal? So process goals are um, little goals that we do to to reach our ultimate or desired outcome. So um, an, an outcome goal would be to graduate in four years with a degree in communication studies. A process goal would be to study five hours um, every day, one hour for each subject, Monday through Friday, in order to do well on my tests. So you've got the smaller little goals of weekly and daily goals that help contribute to your overall accomplishment of your large outcome goal. So process goals are, are usually smaller and outcome, goal, outcome goals are larger, but they're related. Like all of the things I'm talking about, these are all interrelated concepts and interrelated topics. It's hard to have an outcome goal if you don't have process goals helping you get there. And process goals don't really mean a whole lot if you don't have that larger outcome goal for at the end. There's also short-term goals, which are just like, today I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good goal to have. There are intermediate goals of, okay, well, um, I, I I need to get to this point in my paper. I need to write 15, I need to write, I don't know, five pages in my paper by today so that I can feel comfortable and be ready to do the next piece of my paper. So that's not getting to the end of the paper, but it's like an intermediate goal there. And then there's the longer-term goals. And long-term goals sometimes can be seen as process or outcome goals and process goals are short-term and intermediate. But you can also have process goals that are short-term, I'm gonna pick a topic. Intermediate, I'm gonna write the first five pages. Long-term, I'm gonna get the whole 10-page paper done. Those are, again, all used in conjunction with each other. Um, I talked about this a little bit briefly earlier about having goals that are attainable. You don't want goals that are too easy. Um, if they're too easy, you don't feel any sense of accomplishment. And so you want to have a goal that is at that right. Um, and you don't want a goal to be too hard because you'll constantly be beating yourself up over the fact that you haven't reached your goal. So finding those goals that are in that happy medium where, like I said before, are a little bit of a stretch, but are definitely attainable, that's going to help you challenge yourself but not be discouraged. Goals really are designed to help you accomplish them, not to constantly be discouraged by them. As with all of the strategies that I talk about, you have to practice You have to practice goal setting, and it can be small at first, and then you get to the point where there are larger goals. You have small process goals with the intent of reaching an outcome, a a larger um, long-term outcome goal. But you have to practice. You have to start somewhere. So today, pick something that you have been wanting to do or pick something that you have to do um, in order to to get an assignment turned in and create a little goal around it. You wanna make sure that it is um, specific, that it's measurable, that it's attainable, that it is relevant or results oriented. um, And you wanna make sure that it's timely. You wanna make it into a SMART goal. So practice that a little bit. Um, When you put all of these pieces together, you really get to decide the kind of student you want to be. And I talked about this a little bit in the, in last week's episode on um, textbook reading and note-taking about deciding what strategies and tools you want to use on a class-by-class basis. Because some of us want to be A students in every class, and some of us see the value of putting our efforts into the classes that are hardest for us or are going to be the most meaningful moving forward, and maybe putting a little less effort into some of the other classes so that we have more time on those hard classes or those classes that um, the stakes are higher in. You get to decide that. That goes back to having that awareness of what you want to do with college. Oftentimes, I think that People go to college because it's just the next thing to do. Well, everyone else was going, or that's what my parents wanted me to do, or isn't that just the next step in this in these this staircase that is, that is called life? When you have taken a moment to think about what type of student you want to be and what your goals really are for earning the degree, that can help you have that awareness on, how you want to navigate college. Um, You know, some people really are just in college to have a good time before they go on to um, whatever else they're going to do next. But they don't know what that whatever else they're going to do next is. And their time in college um, is maybe not exactly what they want it to be. So having the awareness to sit down Maybe at the beginning of each semester and, and setting some goals for yourself, thinking about how you're going to use the study cycle and the time management skills and the note-taking and the textbook skills, thinking about the how those, school, those skills can influence what you do in a semester um, really sets you apart from a student who has no idea why they're in college in the first place. Um, college is a pretty expensive place to make mistakes and to not know what you want to do with it. Um, Not just money-wise, but time-wise and relationship-wise and resources-wise. So spending a little time at the beginning of each semester and reflecting on why you're here and what you hope to accomplish with the time that you're here can really help you focus better um, and really help get at um, that idea that this transition is difficult, but I know why I'm here, and therefore I know what I need to do in order to get through this transition. Practicing that awareness can is, is a really, it's, it's good to start with that in college because it can help you um, later in life too. You know, those moments in a job where you're, d- stuck or you're trying to figure out like, do I even like this anymore? But if you already have built in that self-reflective practice of being aware of why you're here and what you hope to accomplish, it can help make those down times in your professional life and in your family life and personal life, it can help make those a little easier to navigate because you always have that awareness to return to. Oh yeah, I am in this job because I want to accomplish these goals, or I am in this job because I'm making a difference in these areas, or I am in, in this community or in this family or in this friendship group because I can see the value of it. When you're having a rough time, it's hard to see the value of education or it's hard to see the value of family or of your community or of your job and so if you have already started practicing that idea of of reflection and aware of your place in those areas then it's easier when things get bad to go okay I remember why I'm here I remember what my goals are and I can get through this the last piece I want to really leave you with today is the strategy that I've learned through the, um, the happiness course that I took through the, through the Greater Good Science Center, um, through the UC Berkeley campus. Um, and they talk about um, three things, like writing down three things each day that were good things, three good things. Um, and so I've adapted that a little bit to think about listing out your accomplishments in college, Because it is really easy to get discouraged by missing deadlines or discouraged by individual grades or discouraged by not understanding a topic immediately. And so it it can be a time, college can be a time where you spend a lot of time being discouraged or thinking you're not good enough or smart enough or do you really deserve to be here. And so I did this with one of my clients who was really stuck in that place a couple of years ago. And we started listing every day just on the back of a sheet of paper. It doesn't have to be in a journal. It can just be on a sheet of paper. You don't even have to keep it. Um, But listing the accomplishments of the day. I got up. I got to class on time. I understood the material today. I took really good notes. I shared my notes with a classmate. I... I studied for a quiz. I took the quiz. All of those little accomplishments can start help to help build up your confidence as a student. When you transition to college, it can be a real blow to your confidence because it is so different from what you're used to. You're no longer a big fish in a small pond. Um, you are a small fish in a very large pond often. So it can be easy to get to the point where you feel like, Why am I here? Do I deserve to be here? Am I making any headway? By listing out your small accomplishments on a daily basis at first, practicing that um, reflection time can really help build your self confidence. You can look, if you keep them, you can look back over the course of a week and say, oh, I've actually accomplished quite a bit this week. I read four chapters, I took a test. I got to class on time every single day. You start to see the cumulative effect of the small steps that you're taking. And it can be real hard sometimes when you're in the daily grind to see how the small strategies and the small steps that you're taking are having an impression or having an impact on what you're doing. So when you keep that list of accomplishments, you can go back and see kind of the arc of your semester. Of what you did accomplish, and that you are making strides, and every day you're learning something new, and every day you're getting more comfortable with this transition, every day you're feeling more comfortable in your own skin as a college student, and you can start to regain some of that um, academic or student self confidence that maybe took a blow when you originally came to college. Y'all, I'm gonna say it again. Um, college students are not dumb. College is hard. And when you keep that in mind as you're navigating the transition to college, you will be a much better student for it. And if you can remind the people in your life, like parents and family members and friends who maybe seem like they've got it all together and you don't, remind them that you are, um, accomplishing, you have small accomplishments every day and you are getting better and smarter and you are being more um, comfortable with who you are as a college student every single day because you're using these strategies. So Um, The only constant is change, and college is no exception to that rule. There are changes, sometimes it feels like on a minute-by-minute basis when you're in college, but you don't have to go it alone. There are strategies, there are tools, there are resources, there are people on your college campus, outside of your college campus. I hope that you start to see this podcast as a tool that you can use to navigate those transitions and those changes because you don't have to go it alone. I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell. I really appreciate your support and your time listening to this mini-series on college study strategies. Um, The only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. We're here to help you along the way. Listen, share, download, like. Please, thank you for your continued support on the podcast. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Panther City Partners. Have a great day. Thank you.